What do you do when you're facing challenges to remember that God is all there is? How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Good morning. This is Say Yes to Spirit with Tracy and uh, Leslie. And every week we get together and uh, ask that question, what does it mean to say yes to spirit? And we have a conversation about what it looks like, what it feels like, and what life can be like when you say yes to spirit. We have a theme every week, and this week our theme is prayer, and uh, so we'll be able to get into what does it mean, what does prayer mean, and does prayer work really, and how how are different types of prayer um, demonstrated in the world? Um, So we'll be talking about spirit and saying yes to spirit. But before we do that, we always take a few minutes and uh, connect the dots between our most recent show and today's show. So our most recent show was The Attitude of Gratitude. And um, I'm not sure how what the connection is between the attitude of gratitude and prayer, but I am positive that Leslie has some idea about that. You know, I, I should, shouldn't I? There's something about uh, having a prayer idea and being able to look at my attitude of gratitude in my prayer state. I think sometimes when I'm having an attitude of gratitude, I'm in a state of prayer constantly. I, is that a biblical thing? Pray. What's the word? Incessantly? Isn't that the word? Incessantly? Yes. <laughs> pray. Pray all the time. So if I'm staying in a state of attitude of gratitude, I'm kind of in a constant state of prayer. And uh-huh. I think if um, if I'm not in an attitude of gratitude, prayer can bring me back to that. I think yes. I had an experience last week where I kind of was aware that I was not in this I mean, any kind of gratitude, and when I was able to get into a deep kind of meditation or a prayer state, it brought up a sense of gratitude, a sense of a a shift in my attitude. There's my connect the dots. I'm sticking with that. I think that's a great connect the dots, you know, that connection between, actually, I love that you described it can go either way. It can start with prayer and lead to gratitude. Or you can have an attitude of gratitude, and that just keeps you in that constant state of prayer. So that's a fabulous connected dot. <laughs> I'll take fabulous. <laughs> so uh, hang with us. We're going to take a one-minute break, and then we will come back and talk about today's theme, which is prayer.
Welcome back. You're listening to Say Yes to Spirit, and our theme this week is prayer. So, um, how does prayer work? What is prayer? What different types of prayer are there? There's uh, different what types do we of do prayer. when prayer <laughs> doesn't seem to work? I mean, there are so many places we could go with this. Where would you like to start, Leslie? There's different types of prayer? <laughs> I guess I'm trying to think. Oh, like affirmative prayer and then uh, BC. What's that other word? I, I thought BC. you were going to say BC. it. Like affirmative <laughs> prayer and not affirmative prayer. <laughs> and, the, and the un. Yes. Beseeching, Beseeching of prayer. prayer. Prayers of forgiveness. Oh, prayers of forgiveness. Okay. There's coloring prayer by coloring, coloring with coloring prayer. Now, I have never heard of that. What is coloring prayer? Like with crayons? Or markers or pens or color pencils. And it's really actually, uh, I think, from my perspective, it's really more appropriate to say um, coloring meditation. Okay. Uh, yes. But yes, yes. the reason it's called color by prayer or coloring prayer, or I don't know why my brain isn't working right now. It hasn't warmed up enough yet. Because uh, I do know the phrase and the book and all of that. Really? But anyway, there's a book, prayer coloring, coloring prayer, something. Yeah, it's like pray <laughs> with crayons. <laughs> but it is about like if you had a script, if you read a scripture, mm-hmm. and then you held that in mind and let let your intuition, your mm-hmm. inner voice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. move your pen, or if you um. If someone is sick and they've asked you to pray for them, mm-hmm. that you would basically, you know, take one thought that I am holding wholeness and wellness or, you know, I'm healing for Leslie mm-hmm. and stop your brain at that point. Don't continue to use words, mm-hmm. but use color to draw your prayer. Awesome. You know, not draw a story, right? But, but just the color and shapes, and let it flow that way. And it makes sense because you know you're not thinking about mm-hmm. what to draw, mm-hmm. and to look at it, it would have the essence of that prayer. Yeah, I actually love that. Then you could give that to that person, and the energy of that yeah. would be exchanged through that. Yeah, and I, mean, I yeah, it's oh, that's, that's really very powerful. cool prayer or practice, mm-hmm. but like I said, it's called prayer, but I actually think of it more as meditation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a healing meditation or a growth meditation, but it is, if you looked up prayer, it would probably pop up, and yeah, the big difference or the big ones that we generally talk about are the difference between a beseeching prayer, a prayer and what I call, you know, Tapping into the nine one one God, mm-hmm. but a nine one one prayer. Oh, mm-hmm. please save me! It's outside mm-hmm. of me, and you know, fix me. And mm-hmm. um, versus an affirmative prayer, affirming what is already true that the universe, that God loves, is is love, and there's nothing else. Is love? Is perfect health? Is whatever attribute needs to come forth, and absolutely is present. Yeah, here's a pondering for you, Tracy. I like to hear your ponderings on my ponderings. Would that really be your pondering? Would it be your would it be your reflection on my pondering? Probably. Here's a pondering that I'm interested in your reflection. That's it. That's more in line with what I want to say. It's one of those kind of days. So, um, uh, those of you who listen know I do some work at the uh, Dallas County Women's Jail. You always laugh when I say it. Laughing with me and. Um, and there's kind of a constant rub that I have. Rub is, is too strong of a word because it sounds negative, but it's a constant pondering that I have. You hear a lot about jailhouse conversions and people finding God while they're in jail. And that certainly, um, you know, if you want to find a spiritual program, you know, find yourself locked up in a small, confined space, and you're going to move towards something outside of yourself to help you. So, yes, that does occur and some, some deep, faith transitions happen, and some of them stick and some of them don't, so I acknowledge all of that. 
but in the program that I work with, we are a uh, more of a 12-step based program, so we encourage the women to have a higher power. Mm-hmm. Creating a spiritual program is part of the recovery process. And many of them have a strong Christian-based spiritual program, so they identify through Jesus and through God as, as a Christian God. Mm-hmm. And in sitting in, in the groups that I do, when women are working a 12-step program and they're, and they're letting go and letting God and they're deepening their personal relationship with their higher power and they're doing work on childhood trauma, you know, things are coming together and things absolutely start to shift pretty quickly. When people really get into changing their behavior and creating a daily routine, magic happens, which the Christians, the women that are identified as Christians, identify as God is working in this pot. And I had this experience just yesterday where it was a group experience and a woman was talking about her progress and things. And another woman in the group started, I felt like I was in a bit of a revival. She said, God is working in this pot. God is working in this, God is working on you, God is saying, don't let the devil take over, you know, God is working on you. And I found myself sort of bantering with this woman trying to, you know, bring this other idea that it was because this woman that was talking, because she's working her program and she's doing what she needs to be doing, that it's, that it's her behavior and her choices that are creating the change. It's not God's coming into you and working through you. Because somehow that to me would then indicate, you know, if things start going badly for you, then that's because where'd God go? You know, that's that's and so to try to empower the woman to understand that, you know, you're not good or bad. God's not gonna bless you or the devil's not gonna curse you externally there's there's internal things that choices that we make that create our external circumstance and although i have had the experience of letting go and letting god and i've had mountains moved i've had these miraculous kind of things and so i think the external thing is the exact same it's internally how we define it, and for whatever reason, I've felt myself really wanting to not allow this woman to define it as God coming in and doing it for you. And and even though I do believe that's kind of how it happens when I'm in this flow, things are happening for me that I could never do myself, mm-hmm. quote, unquote, self, the human self. But it's, but it's, But it's more the connection between the inner God and the outer God, I think, instead of this just pure outer God that's, you know, arbitrarily coming in or not coming in. I've talked a very long time. Has that made any sense whatsoever? Do you understand the pondering? I'm surprised that there are not ten people on the phone line <laughs> calling in Same. with whatever it is their reaction is. Um, yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, do you understand the ponder? And you know what? Well, I understand the ponder, but the the bigger ponder is your sense of I need to like not let them have the their belief the way they believe it. But I understand why, because you're right. If two weeks from now things quote unquote are doing different or are happening differently, it would be a setback. For that individual to think, oh no, now God has forsaken me, or oh no, now the devil has taken over, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how to stop that. Um, So as you were talking, what I what went a couple of things went through my mind. (laughs) Just two, yeah, just ten. Two that you'll talk about. but one of them was, because uh, I was thinking, well, oh, yeah, I get that. So what might I say if I were in that situation with with a group of people? Because mm-hmm. um, it is also different what you can say with a group than if you're one-on-one. Right. So in this case, you're dealing with whatever the one-on-one individual might be thinking or feeling, but you're also dealing with the comments coming from everybody else. Yes. So... Um, so I think what for me would be the bridge would be to say something about God is always working where God is welcome. 
And so that all that that allows the God is always working, you know, God is working here in this pod or in this person to be absolutely that's true because the people in this pod or this person have opened themselves up to and are taking the actions that make it possible right. for for the universe to actually execute mm-hmm. on the dreams. There's no block. There's the openness. There's the asking for. There's the being clear about, not asking like beseeching, right. but I'm asking my life. I'm designing, I'm claiming my life to be going in a certain direction, and the universe only says yes. So that's I I probably would do that instead of try to shift people to the language that know that God is within you mm-hmm. or that it's it's all based on I mean I think they would hear it as you saying it's all based on what you do and what you choose mm-hmm. and you're the one who's in control. Well, you are in control. Are you open to the help of the universe? Are you clear about what kinds of um experiences you want to have, how you want to feel. So I'd probably use some language like that because it is a pondering. It is a, um, there's a, well, it's a perfect difference between the between those two types of prayer, a beseeching prayer and an affirmative prayer. A right. beseeching prayer is God come in mm-hmm. to this situation and fix it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to lay down. Well, I mean that you know, even though that's not what people really think they're saying, um, but I'm gonna step back mm-hmm. and wait for you, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna step back and wait for you to fix it. Um, although I know the majority of people I know who are Christians, they don't they don't mean it as I'm gonna sit back and do nothing, right? And you're gonna create a miracle, oh God. Mm-hmm. But it's, God, you're going to do the work and I'll wait for direction. Or I'm going to go to this meeting or I'm going to make these ten phone calls and you're the one who's really going to make the job happen. It's such a subtle difference because I absolutely believe that the energetic force within me, the one, that's the one without me. The, you know, the the, the, uh, the ocean drop to the ocean metaphor. That you know, the God within me is like a little ocean drop, and then God, of course, is the ocean. But it's the same DNA, so to speak, the same the same essence. So the external the external experience looks the same. Things happen for me when I'm in a green light day. Things are happening with me and for me and be, and, and through me that I could never do myself. Exactly. So, so the external is the 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 idea. God is working through me. God is working for me. That external, but so it is a language thing, and I guess the language in my mind seems to make the world of difference because it seems to be that would be the the intention. The language then goes back to thread back to the intention or the belief. And one belief seems to um, empower a sense of a collaboration, and one seems to um, empower a sense of uh, victim is far too strong of a word, but you know that I'm that I'm at the God's whim, you know, and, and that I'm either arbitrarily blessed or cursed. And some people need a higher power that is so distinctly more powerful than they are that that gets them through their lives. That gets them into the next place. Well, and I guess maybe that's what I was trying to do on some level is 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 kind of kickstart the idea that there's some other there's another space. There's another place that they could go with their sense of their higher power, and it's really interesting to watch. The and I've seen a couple of the women. I've seen one very young woman who is um, in jail. She's 19, and she's facing quite a few years in prison, possibly. And I've seen her. She's been in the the system for a year and a half, waiting for trial. And so she's been there long enough. I've actually seen her transition from this sense of this external God that's going to, you know, 
sweep down and take away my sentence to this deep sense of well-being and peace and whatever happens to me if I go to prison for 30 years, I'm going to be used in that setting and this is, a, you know, this is a divine design and there's something going on here that I don't understand but I trust and I believe in and, and I am at peace within me. It's not an external, you know, here it is. I knew if I talked long enough, I would get to it. See how that works? You just have yeah, to keep talking exactly. and then you get to it. Here it is. Here it is. This is, should I say it now or should I continue building it up? I think you should say here it is at least one more <laughs> here time. Here it is. Is the is your God working if you go to court and they say you get a 1044A, which means they've wiped out your um, your indictment and you get to go home? Is that your, did God work for you? And if you go to court and he says you get five years, then that's the devil. There it is. There it is. Does my does my spirituality say one's God and one's the devil? Duality. Duality. I don't want that. I don't want that. And that's what I want them not to see. That's what I want to somehow inject into the women that, you know, God is at work whether you get to go home or whether you get to go to prison for five years and, and you're not being you're not being punished by God. God's not coming down and saying, You didn't read the Bible enough or you didn't do enough prayer work or you didn't you're going to go to you're prison. You're not being punished, right. and you're not being um, controlled by Satan or the devil right. either. Right. That there is that it is all, all God, and it is all for your good. ultimate Design. best and highest good. That's it. But I know a lot of Christians who believe that, and so that's the challenge. Who who get that? Who get that? And uh, that would say, in spite of this, or even though from my human, mm-hmm. you know, it's the whole peace that passes understanding peace. Don't ever pray about that. I, <laughs> that, you know, even though this looks bad to my human mind, mm-hmm. going to jail for five years or being in, in prison for five years when mm-hmm. I've been in my county jail for two already, mm-hmm. um, that surely... God is working here in this situation because of my because I have complete and total faith, and so while it looks bad, I label it bad as a human. Something you know, like like you were saying, something I'm being placed there for a reason, right. either for my own growth or because I'm the voice that's going to help someone else mm-hmm. find you know peace in their spirit. There's some reason, and it's not just Punishment, even though it may look like it's it's punishment or the consequences of some action I took, right? But it's not punishment from God. From God, right? And 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 if I get out of it, it's not God getting me out of it, right? This external, because that just seems, and that is really, I think, the thing that I I I fear, I was going to say fear, but that's not the right word, but that's the thing that I feel like would be the most important thing for for the women to get the concept of, because then it only furthers their sense of shame, or I did it wrong, or, you know. Right, and I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Yes, yeah, right, I'm right. not worthy, and so much of the behavior that results in in people committing crimes in jail right. is about not deserving or not worthy um, or lack, you know, that sense that no no one cares about me. So it would be natural to bring some of that into the initial stages or into a belief about religion. And a lot of religions actually teach that as well. Mm -hmm. So you have this um, duality. You have you know, heaven and hell, you have good and bad, you have do these things to be saved and do these things and you, you know, cannot be saved. So that makes, I mean, it it all makes sense on an intellectual level. I think, you know, yeah, the languaging of it is what makes it really challenging Mm -hmm. um, because it's hard to present it in a way that doesn't feel like, yeah, that's good, but my way is superior, you know, that here's what I know, and what I know is better than what you know, instead of just... Deeper, different. You know what I Deeper, is that a cloak for better? Yeah, yeah, but if I, if I, if I, if, if, 
if the if the if the quote unquote Christian belief is 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 languaged one way, but the belief is the same, then that's fabulous. But I think the language sometimes reflects the belief. And well, if a lot depends. I'm I'm thinking of one friend in particular who is very religious and very spiritual. So she you she might use the language of heaven and hell or God and the devil and you know, or the devil is trying to work here. Mm-hmm. But what I know about her is, you know, she every morning is up at, you know, 4 or 4.30 in the morning and does an hour of prayer and, you know, scripture reading and prayer and devotion and is doing the work, the personal work that, you know, going deeper, really studying the Bible, not just memorizing the stories, mm-hmm. but really studying what does that mean. Right. And what, what did it mean then? And what, and what did it does mean? it mean in a contemporary life setting? Right. And so when things happen that seem um, that, that seem negative. Arbitrary. You know, the arbitrary or negative, um, being in a car accident or being laid off from a job or those kinds of things. You know, I can imagine her. I can imagine her. This isn't, you know, this is not like I'm reporting something that happened. It's not. But I could imagine her saying, you know, the devil's at work here, but not being a victim to it because she'd also be saying, but I know this must be for my best and highest good, so I will not be distracted by the devil. Mm, I will continue to be focused on, you know, this God that I know is love that is about my, you know, and he is about what's good for me. So they're kind of how you or I would probably say good must come from this, Right. Like she wouldn't use those words, but she would say something that was more religious, but she would mean it but would mean that, that I know this yeah. is leading right, me, right, right. you know, somewhere, that God has already measured my steps. God has something better in store for me. It right. would be something like that. Um you know, that Jeremiah 29, you know, I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. It's like, you know, she would, I can't believe I just did that blah, blah, blah on the scripture. But uh, <laughs> on a sacred scripture. I'm impressed the, the lightning strikes is on your side of the house. <sighs> so, um, you know, it's like, so the, the understanding of the spiritual foundation, whether it's Islam or Christianity or Judaism or New Thought, is is where the power is. And you know, as you were talking about, you you talked about her daily practice of getting up and doing you know her prayer work, and I think that to me makes the difference. And that is what I can see in the women, the ones that are actually doing their practice. their practice are the ones that that are moving in a direction that is deepening and and whatever and I really honestly don't care about the language and I and I think in this one young girl that I um was talking about who's deeply I actually think she's 19 now she will be in such a deeper spiritual place when she's old like me than I could ever hope to be. And she's very Christian in how she phrases it. So I'm you know, that's that's not the rub for me at all because I see the deepening of what she's doing through that language and that's fabulous. So it's not the language, it's what's behind the language. Yeah. And I think with you know, the topic of prayer, everybody prays differently but as long as the prayer is consistent in what was the word at the beginning, you know, um, all the time, incessant, unceasingly. And that would be the key, I guess. And then it kind of takes a natural path. See, I think I, my personal belief is that we're all designed to go to that deeper level. 
and it's it's my my actions, my awakeness. That's not even what I want to say. It's not my actions. It's my becoming more awake to what actually is that 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 creates that green light day. And the green light day could be interpreted by someone saying God's making all the lights green, or you know the God within me is making all the lights green. Either way, it's God. Either way, it's God. Right. Very good, Tracy. I was maybe going to say that. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and and the idea is that it's that it's the prayer or the awakening or whatever it is that's that's activating. Yeah, it's that awareness of that, and it is that being in that that space of. Uh, I love earlier you said that collaboration, that co-creating life. You know, co-creating life. Mm-hmm. That God is the infinite. God is, you know, always present, all powerful, all knowing, and so that energy that exists, whether I notice it or not, whether I acknowledge it or not, whether I accept it or not, mm-hmm. it is always happening. So if I'm co-creating my life with in collaboration with that energy. Mm-hmm then I'm always in non-resistance, or as much as possible, I'm in non-resistance, and I know that all things are possible. So, yeah, if I'm if I'm doing that, then I'm going to have a green light day, no matter what mm-hmm. happens, no matter what happens. It's going to feel like a green light day, even if I ha- hit, a, hit a wall where I feel um, anger or resentment or fear, there's a great um, photo going around on Facebook that some of our listeners may have seen as well. Um, it's been making its cycle lately, and I'm, you know, you know how these things are—they go through yeah. a cycle, right? And mm-hmm. then you don't see them, and maybe a year later you see them again, right? So I'm sure some of our listeners have seen this. But it's a photo of a wall, mm. like an out- outdoor mm-hmm. in you know, someplace. I don't have any idea of where it is, Europe, India, New York, I don't know. But it's a wall, and it's like um, like a chalkboard wall. And at the top, it says something like, fears erased daily, or something like that. And people huh. with chalk write their fear on the wall, and somebody comes and washes it and cleans it every day. And wipes the it's fear a away. Wall it's somewhere a, it's in like the world. A, it's oh, a, like a big chalk, you know, mm-hmm. chalkboard mm-hmm. wall. Mm-hmm. But and um, and the chalk is there, and you know, and people have all kinds of fears. But the you know, fears erased daily. The idea that okay, put your fear out there, mm-hmm. acknowledge mm-hmm. it, right? Or this is this this hurts, or I'm in pain, or I'm confused. It's all you know, fear, pain, anger, sadness all of that, to the idea that, yes, I can acknowledge it, I'm writing it on this wall, and this cleansing energy heals it. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, but you might use different language. It makes it go away, at, you know, at midnight, every night. <clears throat> but the idea that every morning I wake up, I have a fresh slate, mm-hmm. whatever I was going through yesterday, you know, I could end it. I can have a fresh start. I can have a clean blackboard and um, and go make today about today. And so I think for me a lot of times that's what prayer does. It's not a 911 call to fix my life mm-hmm. without me doing anything. It's, well, for affirmative prayer, it is when I do my prayers in, at night, you know, and I'm thinking back over the day, or I'm doing prayer for people who've asked me to do prayer for them. At night, for me, when I think back over my day, I actually use prayer to clean the slate. It's like to affirm what I know to be true. Oh, um, I didn't get that uh, contract. They hired somebody else, and I was really sad about that. But to affirm that, you know, that contract, that that company is not my source. God is my source. And everything that I need is provided for me. And that my life is designed 
in its essential nature to have financial prosperity and to be abundant. It's like, oh, I'm not saying, you know, like, God, go punish Company X because they hired somebody else. How could they not hire me? That's not okay. <laughs> That's and, not good. you know, please, 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 God, you know, miraculously put $3,000 in my bank account tomorrow, although that would be nice if you're listening and, you know, and I'm wrong. Uh, but, no, you know, it's like that. If <laughs> right. I, just make it happen without me making any phone calls, without me being prepared to provide services to people, without me um, doing any marketing along the way. And I've gotten plenty of contracts from um, or been hired by plenty of companies or people as clients who I didn't specifically market to. Oh, sure, the ripple effect. I, I really I, believe you in know, the ripple effect. I well. got... A few weeks ago, I got an email from someone who found me on the Internet. And I thought they found me on one site, and they found me from a completely different site. But, you know, it's like because I'm out there doing stuff consistently, right? then, you know, in that sense, that's God working. But I'm doing my, my part of in it. Right. You know, so I've been, you know, calling this one company, you know, every or calling or email this one company every other week for four months, and they never hire me, but some other company <coughs> shows up because I'm I'm reaching out. Oh yeah, I absolutely believe that. The, yeah, the energy. In fact, uh, uh, one of the volunteers at the jail yesterday said sometimes the um, the 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 place that we get back isn't the place that we sowed the seed to begin with, but we always get back what we sow. It might come from a different field. <laughs> yeah, and um, I do absolutely believe that. And I, I and I also I love the idea of you know a green light day not being literally uh, that the lights are green, but that whatever's happening, um, as you said, I experience it as a green light day. But right. The experience is. If the red light comes along, there's 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 no, oh, it's a red light. What the heck's going on here? There's not, none of that. It's like, oh, red light, pretty color. Oh, let's see what happens next. And so that attitude, which, you know, people have said, uh, you know, that they thought I was on drugs because of that attitude. But it's a, it's a very real, genuine, it's not a, I'm saying, oh, what a pretty color, it's red, let's see what happens, because I think, if I say that, that I'm going to unleash something, you know, something magical. Right. It's like a real authentic, well, this is interesting. It's a red light. Okay. But it still feels like a green light. I still know at the end of it, 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 at the core of it, at the base of it, it's a green light. And my experience of it is green light. And it's not some fake kind of, oh, it's, wow. You know, my experience mm -hmm. is green, even though it's red. It's hard to describe. I know. Well, no, I've, I, I have a good example of that. Well, I think you should say it. So, um, you would you like to build it up a bit before you say it. Maybe you could say, "Now I understand," or no. something. So you a want few, to build it up. A few days ago, um, so green light day, green light life, um, and then specifically using the traffic lights as an example. So I was, I was actually in a little bit of a hurry to get to a meeting, and. Uh, I pretty much, when I got in my car, when I pulled out of the driveway, I actually said, okay, I, all the all the lights here yeah. and there uh -huh. need to be green. I don't, you know, they need to be, I need to get there. Right. I don't need any delays. And, um, and I wasn't driving really fast or anything. I just had that intention, right. right, that everything would be, all the traffic lights, all the traffic signals would be green and traffic would flow, even though this was kind of near one side of the rush hour. So I leave home and, you know, the traffic's going. There, I'm not, there are no traffic backups. And the first three or four traffic signals I come to, you know, turn green as I'm approaching them or they're green already or whatever. So I wasn't really thinking about it at every light because this is what I expected. Right. And... About, I don't know, maybe about the, after the fourth light or something, there was someone who I wanted 
to call or text to let them know. Don't say that on the radio. There was someone I wanted well, to call. Well, you're in the car. Okay, you're not texting. To let them know that I was on my way. Yes, right. Okay. And because I was driving and I was getting all the green lights, I could not. Oh, brush! You wouldn't do it driving. I couldn't text them. Yes, and right. I and there was enough traffic that I really was. I couldn't really phone them either because I would have to look away. And the next <laughs> light I came to was a red light. To give you time. And I immediately realized, oh. I got this red light, so I could call this person or text right. them. And sure enough, I just called them. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was going to leave a voicemail if they didn't answer. They answered the phone, and the light turned green. So now I'm talking to them, which was okay. Cause I'm talking to them through my speakerphone. But it was okay because I didn't have to look at the phone right. to dial the number or to find them in my address book or anything. Right. And as soon as they answered the phone, the light turned green, Perfect. and I drove off. Perfect. And then I got, um, there were probably one, two, three more lights before I get, you know, I'm driving on, and then I get about three lights from my location, and the light turns, and I get caught by a second red light. Ah. So... I think for a minute, wait, I'm not, no, red light, put mascara on, what did you mean? No, I didn't. Red light, (laughs) but just as I stopped, there was a car. Small cat, no. That zoomed through the intersection, zoomed through the intersection, and... You know how sometimes you have a yellow light and you, you know, you're like, oh, I can make it, the light's not red yet? Right. I probably would have done that at that intersection, and the fact that the light turned red, you know, before I, right before I got to the intersection, I had time to stop, and I stopped, was a good thing, mm. because this car that zoomed through the light, as soon as it switched, not that it would have hit me, but there's a good chance might that it might have clipped the end of my car if I had gone through at the end of the yellow light, and I thought, oh, you know, but it's it's like, Oh, I'm so glad I stopped at this light. I'm so glad this was a red light. That person is a crazy person. <laughs> they were not stopping at that red light. Yeah. And well, I, you know, they have been moving and coming mm-hmm. off of a ramp, and they they saw their light turn green, and you know, they just hit the pedal and move and zoom through it. So it's like that. It's like, oh, that's it was a good thing. Right. And I get to my des- destination. I'm two minutes late. Um, which is that really considered late? Right, <laughs> which is not late. Who, who considers that late? Right, yeah. there you go. Two minutes from the time that the meeting was supposed to start, mm-hmm. and the meeting, of course, had not started yet, so I was yeah. on time. We're going to live in America. And um, and I, you know, it's like the red lights were not emotional red lights. Mm-hmm. They were exactly by mm-hmm. design. Mm-hmm. And and we're talking about traffic signals as examples, but that's exactly how we can approach the people we work with, the conversations we find ourselves in. When we go to the bank or we get our mail and there's a bill, it's like is, do we look at it as a red light that's stopping us? Right. Do we look at it as a red light that's keeping us safe? Do we look at it as a red light that's slowing us down so that we can look around or complete something else that needs to be completed before we go on? It's it's so powerful. And so a lot of times my prayer is to simply see the God in everything that's happening, see God working in everything that is happening today. Right. Let me recognize the handiwork of God in my life, as my life, and through my life. And, you know, there's um, such a subtle difference, in, 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 and I like the idea of deepening, and I like the idea better about awakening, mm-hmm. because there is different levels of, of, of different states of being awake that I have experienced. You know, I can experience them all in a 60-second window, but the ultimate state of awakeness, the walking through walls idea, but um, even a little bit before that walking through walls space, is I'm not even having to be 
aware that I'm awake. I'm just awake. And and I'm just so in the green light, and it's hard to describe, but I'm not I'm not even processing that, that oh there's something here. It just it just it, it's like the red light is red light. Yes, it exists, but it doesn't exist. But it does not have the power over your experience or your perception of the goodness of life. Yes. My perception isn't even even aware of yeah. it seems like a green light to me, but it's literally a red light. Yeah, and Boy, that's, that's deep. Yeah, yeah. Well, in physical form, in human experience, <laughs> it's a red, it's light, a red light. But I don't get that. And Someone, that must be why people think I'm on drugs, because they're like seeing the red light going. It's a red light, Leslie. I'm like, no, not really. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and I get that all week long, all the time, because people are so quick to say, "Well, this is good or this is bad." And you know, and and I'm not. If someone says right or wrong, good or bad, and they're talking about you know morality, they're talking about you know the U.S. government says it is illegal for you to do A, B, and C. I'm not talking about things like that, but just individual people, how they act, what they say, how they behave, and people are so quick to judge others, you know, and. Or even in their own lives, if someone has, you know, a diagnosis of stage four breast cancer, you know, everybody wants to say that's bad. Or when my brother died and everybody was like, you know, oh, you must be devastated and oh, this is, you know, probably the most the hardest thing that's ever happened to you is for your brother to die. And it's like, well, I just don't have that sense most of the time of, well, I have a sense that this is uncomfortable or this is painful or this feels a certain way, but in itself, the experience of it is not bad or good. It's like it's good happening in a way I can't maybe can't recognize yet. But I know it has to be good. It's leading to something. It's opening the door to something. So a prayer for understanding or a prayer for peace in within that situation is where I tend to go versus a prayer for, I don't even call it, say miracle, <laughs> you know, because it's like what is supposed to unfold for the best and highest good is what's supposed to happen. It's what I want to happen. Here's, a, here's another pondering, a pondering. The idea of praying for someone else, the idea of uh, sending someone else energy, the idea of, um, you know, being an instrument of which uh, I can use other, you know, I can help others through my thought process. I know uh, science of mind is very big. I remember early on in a class, Someone saying that you can't, kind of like a rule, which I'm always very. I say you love rules so you can break them. Right? Exactly right. I'm very hesitant to ever listen to anybody's rules, but a rule of you know that we don't quote unquote we science of mind don't pray for people unless we're asked to pray for them. And I thought, ooh, I wonder what happens. So immediately I had to start praying for people that hadn't asked me to see yeah. what happened, and it was exciting. But um. The idea, a, that you don't pray for someone that hasn't asked for you, and that um, that the prayer is, um, you know, we call it treatment science in mind, which is also very funny to me how everything has the same meaning, but we give it different language to feel more powerful. And um, the idea that that the, that there's some formula to the to the prayer to the treatment. And I have, I've absolutely all, since I don't know when, 20 years now, I will tell people, I will use the phrase, I'm sending white light or I'm sending good thoughts. I got away from using the word I'm praying for you. I don't know why, but it just means more to me to say I'm sending you energy, I'm sending you light, I'm sending you. And I will, I've gotten used to energetically taking energy within me and literally in my mind's eye moving it towards this other person that I 
feel like is in difficulty, whether they've told me they're in difficulty or I just feel like they are. I've done that with even before I worked at the jail. This is very interesting because I've lived by the jail before I worked at the jail, and I went downtown a lot. I used to see the jail a lot, and I and I every time I made a conscious effort to send energy into the jail and to be sort of to to visualize that. And I've been in a prayer circle with the same fabulous three women for five years now, almost six years. And before that, I've been in Al-Anon or in different, you know, quote-unquote groups where we would pray with each other for each other. And so I've seen that. I've had a spiritual teacher that, you know, has prayed for me and done things for me. So I've seen the, that work so well. And it's so interesting. Um, recently, I saw someone that I have a, a great respect for, a spiritual program, kind of make the statement, don't do not do that. Don't send energy. Don't, don't send we don't need to send anything out. We just need to know the truth, and that's enough. And I thought, well, I wonder if that's just a semantics thing or what that is. But but I'm going to send energy, by golly. You can't make me not. And I think it's – and there's this thing called the Meditation Project, which I think is fabulous. I'm online, in the, mm-hmm. and there's this group of hundreds of people that meditate like on the violence in Washington, D.C., and they spend, you know, at 7 o'clock on Tuesdays, they're all sending peaceful energy to Washington, D.C., and they can track it. And, I mean, this woman, I forget her name, but, I mean, and she's done other kind of meditation experiments right. where she gets groups of people to, you know, meditate on one certain thing, and you can literally see that one certain thing shifting, and there's no reason for it outside of, you know, they're sending the energy, which energy is movement. So it would make sense that I can manipulate. She's laughing at me. See, I just feel the need to say that out loud since there's no camera. But I mean, there's just, there's just, I, I don't see any reason why we shouldn't manipulate the energy of good and push it out into the world in different areas. And I think that that can make a tangible difference. I absolutely believe that my pushing that good energy towards a person, towards a institution, towards a difficulty, I think it makes a difference. And by golly! And since there's no camera, you can't see Leslie actually with both hands pushing the energy to her right, pushing the energy to the middle, pushing the energy to her left. Did you see it going? I thought I saw it going. Did you feel it? Did you feel it? It's real. I think energy is real. Okay. Energy is real and God is everywhere. And And God is that energy. And there's a movement. I'm not through talking. You're so funny. <laughs> I really believe it. It's it's possible. You know, I was gonna, and I just have to say this. This is really an interesting thought. Right after nine eleven, yes, I had a clear sense, and I remember emailing my friends saying, "We need to get together on Tuesday night at seven o'clock, and we need to have an energetic feeling sense." that we don't overreact to this as a country. I just had such a sense that the energy was moving towards this retaliation and hurt back and, you know, we've got to rise up and, you know. And I thought somehow energy needs to, 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 to be different than that too. There needs to be some other kind of... And so and I remember sitting and doing meditation at 7 o'clock on Tuesday night, so that's why I said that time, because I was really conscious that, that my energy needed to be focused on peace and underreaction and relax and don't overreact. And I thought that, you know, if if we could all, you know, if 20 of us did it at the same time, wherever we were, that it would increase that energy. I just I just have such a strong feeling about that. Can you tell that I have a strong feeling? Absolutely, I can tell. <laughs> and I am sure even though our listeners can't see you, they can feel it. So if energy is always present and the energy that I have and that I bring to the world is a part of this universal mind, then as I shift my energy, I actually am shifting the energy of the world. I am actually am shifting the energy that is in the form of Leslie. And so whether I consciously say I'm pushing this energy to Leslie, if I am in meditation saying and claiming um, a certain energy about Leslie, a healing, mm-hmm. a then that is happening because there is no there to push it to because mm. Leslie and I are in the same energy. Ah. So I don't have to push it anywhere because it is just one energy. 
and my energy and your energy are connected. So, so it is a languaging thing, ah, uh-huh. um, and and it may feel. And I don't, I'm not really saying this about you. I'm just thinking about the language. <laughs> I think I better say that. Don't take this the wrong way, Leslie. Well, because I'm not really thinking about uh-huh. the language of if I'm pushing it, um, I'm like I'm pushing it away from me to you in that language. Part of it's like for me that's a little. Um, it's like I, you need me, and I am. Fixing you, I am the God fixing you. Versus, I'm just claiming what is true. If there's a little bit of that. If I'm, pu- I am pushing it out. Really, it's not going anywhere. But I, at the same time, I resonate with it because I absolutely. There are lots of times when I am in meditation or I am doing a treatment where it, it does kind of. I don't know that that language I would use, but that's what it feels like. I'm connecting with that need, I'm connecting with um, with that part of the universe. And so it does kind of feel like I am not Moving. just, you know, that there's <laughs> some... Consciousness. It's an awareness. It's, an, it's, an, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a conscious choice. Yeah. It's so, not a passive... Yeah. I know Tracy's whole, and I'm just yeah, believe that, that doesn't feel passive for me because I know that the energy is the same energy, so it doesn't feel passive about no. It is, I, well, it is. I know, but it's not an intellectual no. It's not a I'm thinking knowing. It is truly an energetic, complete spiritual knowing about the energy that makes up that person. So if you're having a, a something occurring, would you want me to say, would it have meaning to you for me to say, Tracy, I'm sending you white light? Or would the mean or or Tracy, I am holding your wholeness within me. The language matter wouldn't matter to you. And you know, I would you want I'm to silent. know it. Would you want to know it? Or would, would you want me to say it to you or would you just want to know that I know because of how our spiritual program works. Would you want me to, would it Would it hold meaning for me to say, I'm holding you in good thought? Would that be of value to you, to know that? Probably. Okay, good. I'm just saying. Well, and I'm thinking so often <laughs> so I sign emails. Tell that. Yeah. I sign emails or like on um on Facebook. I'm, I often use the phrase I'm sending wave after wave of love your way or I, I'm sending I you've ever wave after like wave of, to me. of peaceful energy <laughs> your way. I have and not gotten one of those. I like that and I don't think I've ever seen that. I like some waves. Whatever. Um, and so I use that language, and I'm just sending wave like after that. wave of healing. I love that, actually, yes. And um, so that's why I think, you know, but, but what I'm really clear of is that I am, I'm just very clear that that energy of wholeness or that energy of love is, you know, not only wrapped around that person but in them as well, and that is who they are. Right. Can I have a wave after wave email at some point, maybe? I'll no. send you a wave, wave after, after wave, wave email I like today. <laughs> I actually like that a lot. So um, that's about all the time we have to talk about prayer and all its elements and nuances and challenges. <laughs> challenges. Um, so uh, we'll be back again, and we hope you'll join us. And until then, say, say yes, yes to spirit. spirit. Couple guys that didn't treat me right I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie
Alexa, play meant to be. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.